You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right. Welcome to Refrigerated Diaries. Hashtag what's your RD? Keeping the people engaged with the food. Share your stories, videos, music topics. Let everyone know what's on your diary. So we're, we're in Refrigerated Diaries, uh, moving right along. We've got a very, very, very special gentleman uh, on the microphone with us and no stranger to the microphone, I might add. Um, a little story here is, uh, as, as I recall, uh, and a lot of people don't know this about your boy uh, GD, but I, I do from time to time write bars down in my Evernote pad and and uh, put them in uh, to my showers uh, when I'm like, you know, pretending I can rap and put down flows. But the brother blacksmith here, brother Brent, uh, he's been doing this for a long time. Not only does he have his own things going on, he's going to be showcasing us right here with the Sojourn music series. It's going to be one of many that are going to be going on throughout the year. And um, I don't know if I can, I can like uh, put in these uh, details as it relates to like what the focus is for it at the end game, the end state or why it's, it's what's the point of its inception. Um, I'll leave that for you, but uh, welcome, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me, man. Um. I mean, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure to be talking to you. Um, you know, someone who's also been putting in that hard work. But for me, man, it's it's all about the art. Um, you know, 15 years ago, uh, I said, you know, I love this Detroit art culture and I wanted to be a part of it. And uh, <clears throat> not only as an artist, but as a promoter. Uh, so there's a lot of great artists here in Detroit. So I, I tend to look at it as not only do I support artists in the city of Detroit, but like I advocate for artists. Like I want artists to get paid. I want artists to be recognized for their for their, for their gifts. Um, and if artists can bring value to a space in the city of Detroit that's doing good work, like Yum Village, you know that's my vision. I want to be able to uh, bring value to uh, spaces and the people who run those spaces. Man, that sounds beautiful. That sounds beautiful. You know, we were talking uh, right before we um we got on. We we're kind of like having a little uh, conversation about what you got going on. Like, what what is the the basics here? But this is Refrigerator Diaries. We gotta let people know what's going on inside your fridge, man. Like, what what, what you eating at home? Congratulations! You, I know you got a, a baby on the way. Yeah. What what what's going on inside the fridge? What did you guys have for dinner last night? Oh, uh, we had. Prime and proper for dinner last night. Okay, uh, I have yet I've yet to eat there. I've been inside. Yeah, it was it was interesting because I made reservations. It was my wife's birthday today. Happy um, birthday! Yeah, <laughs> happy birthday to my wife. And um, we made reservations, and I had you know when you have reservations, you expect to be seated like right away, and you know you you don't also take into you know. Uh, uh, People are enjoying their meal and they're going to take their time, right? Right, right. Um, so it started off rocky. I hear you. It started you. off rocky, but the food definitely made up for it. Is that good? Um, I could appreciate like the way how knowledgeable the server was okay. uh, it- with the food and to be able to talk about the different kind of steaks. Okay. There, there was meat from Australia. 
Um, okay. That was like secret menu. Oh, nice. not so secret. Spoiler. But uh, uh, did uh, they have to tell you about it? Or you had to ask about it, or somebody told you? I, I just kept. I just was like, "What's the what's the what's the prime meat? Like, what's, where's the prime and prime and proper? You know?" <laughs> okay. Uh, but it, yeah, Australian beef steak. Yeah, I I like to when I go to a restaurant, I want to make sure that if I pay. No, like I, I like to do like this. Like I don't think about the price. Like, I'm just gonna go through the experience, go through it all, right? Mm. And then I'm gonna wait like 24 to 48 hours after I like have some time to settle, and then I'm gonna look at my bank account, match it with the receipt, and just ask myself like if, if it was worth it. Like if I could say like mm. that money, I, I'm gonna go ahead and take the L. Like this is a good win, and I'm gonna count it as a win because the experience was that good. But if I if I don't feel that way, and a lot of times I think like 50, it's a 50 50 chance right now. Right. <laughs> like right. With some of the things that are popping up in the city. But if I don't feel that way, then it's a wrap. <laughs> it was, it, mine was premeditated. It was like okay. birthday, you know? Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, all right, 150 off top. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, like I like your, 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 your comparison, you know, like we do a little prices right, like, you know, uh, over under. Um, mine was with tip over. You know, okay, for sure. not by much, but yeah, you know, yeah. for two, yeah, that's, that's standard. If you're yeah, trying yeah. to eat, you know, yeah, yeah, like put, <laughs> putting it down, putting it down. Yeah, so yeah. you come from a, a history of community activism, you know, mm. uh, Motor City Ground Screw. Mm. You know, uh, a lot of uh, for a lot of you that don't know, uh, the city of Detroit has a was some odd for over uh, what is it, like a, in the thousands range, is like eight hundred or so lots. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah, uh, I don't know if any of you guys go to any of those community meetings, you know, but if you don't start, look them up, you just go mm-hmm. to one. It, sometimes they videotape them. And if they don't, you can be the advocate to start that process. It's very simple with Facebook Live. You just need a phone and then everybody who can't come to these meetings can now see what's going on live and direct. You be the champion. Get that stuff going on in mm. your neighborhoods and communities. Um, the b- budget for the city to, to attend to and cut lawns in general is, I think it's enough for every lawn to get cut four times within the year. That's it. We all know there's, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of days in the year, you know, grass grows fast. Your community, your father comes in, in addition to everything else that he does and, and makes a statement in a stand to really, be involved, be a partner, be a champion in the community. And I see a lot of the things that you do following that same footstep, mm. that, those same, same reins. Yeah. Pops would appreciate that. Um, shout out to Pops. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, I think he saw the, he saw the problem. My dad is an engineer by, uh, his background, um, son of, uh, an electrical engineer. You know, um, so my dad saw a problem and he wanted to solve it. And his problem was, you know, 139 square miles of land in the city of Detroit. Um, why, why does it look so different when you drive up Woodward, um, past, you know, 10 mile, 12 mile? Um, why the separation? Uh, why can't, you know, 139 square miles, uh, of land look beautiful? Um, and so, you know, Motor City Grounds Crew was born. And so my dad is a Flint native, uh, from Flint. <clears throat> his, uh, his mother and, um, father by way of Chicago. Um, so we got family, you know, in Detroit, Chicago, uh, Flint. 
And so it's just, you know, I think his his mindset is, you know, why can't things look similar wherever I go? Like, why do they have to look so different in, in cities across America? Um, and so, uh, yeah, he just really instilled that in me. And, you know, I'm 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 about that, about that beautification life, <laughs> public public parks and public space um, in 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 my own challenges, right? Like I'm, I'm the art guy, right? I'm right. the performance art guy. And so uh, a couple of years ago, I had visions of trying to bring performances in the park. And I thought it was going to be something that I was going to be able to do easily. Right. Or just, just based off of, you know, people, places and things in the city of Detroit. Um, right. Like we can pull this off and it wasn't that easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's still a, a problem um, that I'm trying to work out and trying to solve by doing, live shows and live performances in the parks uh, of Detroit. And I, and I will say there are people who are doing it uh, a phenomenal job at that. Mm. You know, um, I'd be crazy to say I was the first person to think of that. But what I'm saying is I'd like to bring my impact uh, and my resources uh, to those public spaces across the city of Detroit to say, hey, like, let's let's go up in the park. Let's have a good time. Let's celebrate. You know what? And I, the city honestly needs that, man. Like, I remember... Yeah, the, the history of Detroit is something crazy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so like we had a, a little blip of a recession in 2002, mm-hmm. you know, then uh, we had like a, a uptick of development all across. I, I remember telling people, like, oh, Detroit's coming back, like right before the Super Bowl came here. You know, they had like all that new development that was coming. Like I remember there was a place where you could shop, get clothes, drink there. They had a bar and then they also had like a little attendant. You give her your phone number. Mm. They take pictures of you, and then whenever you get something that kind of matches like what you're trying to wear, they would email you or they send you a text message and say like, "Hey, you know, this just came in. It fits your look profile. You want to come in and try something on, you know." And every time, no pressure. They still serve you drinks. They didn't charge you for the drinks when you bought food when you bought mm-hmm. clothing. Uh, and like that type of stuff was happening in, De- in Detroit. And then um, uh, we had like a huge. Like after the Super Bowl, I think like 2006, then like in a couple months, everything just started shutting down and started closing. It, we just had like a a vacuum hmm. that, that kind of hit the city, you know. Um, but then there were reports about placemation initiatives mm-hmm. like parks and like uh, even downtown at the point of origin. There was a, a book that came out talking about putting umbrellas and chairs and beaches right. and urban centers and, and that generates uh, people, you know, but right. in terms of just uh, activity, uh, it starts within the communities too, you know, like it has to be uh, something that's uh, sustainable and livable because that's going to be the thing that continues to happen. Like the likelihood of it happening is going to continue to be there. Yeah. And there's some type of sustainability behind it. You know? It's it's a, it's a public health concern. People need things to do. Um, kids need to be active. Uh, people need places to run, you know, after eating all that good food, right. Uh, that the city of Detroit has to offer. So, you know, it's a, it's a public health um, problem uh, to where, you know, we can't, put all the resources in the 8.2 to say, you know, this is where we want people to come. No, again, there's 139 square miles. Like, let's make sure there's activity and there's public spaces 
that are inclusive and open um, for all all across Detroit uh, and not just, you know, particular pockets. Absolutely. And for those of you that don't know, the 8.2 is the uh, mile radius that uh, starts right from the uh, point of origin, which is the Campus Marshes area, all all the way down. Um, what, what is it at? West Grand Boulevard, just, up, just past West Grand Boulevard, mm-hmm. into that new center, north mm-hmm. end, kind of like, a uh, fuzzy divider. Yep. All right. So the last place that you've you've eaten is uh, prime and proper. What what what's um what's the place that you like to go to in a pinch? Like you, you always mm. just get something from them. <laughs> you know, you got any late nights? You using Uber Eats or any of those things? No Uber Eats. Uh, I'll let you know those ten years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> blow their money on Uber Eats. Um, I mean, Young Village always takes care of me. Avalon uh, Bakery. I'm a big fan of like the the biscuit and the egg. Oh yeah, and the bacon. I just discovered um, that. Yeah, that's my that's my that's my thing in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, nighttime. I try to. I'm trying to. You know, I'm trying to slim. So, mm-hmm. um, but if I had to like do like a nighttime spot, I'm a big like Outback Steakhouse like. Well done wings type of mm-hmm. guy. I really like how they how they how they flavor their wings. Mm-hmm. Um, the one off of Greenfield in uh, Oak Park. But yeah, that's, that's shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you um, do you visit places outside of Detroit? I like you. Yeah, in, in Metro Detroit. Or, yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm a suburban kid. I, I grew up in Rochester Hills, um, and then came to Detroit by way of Wayne State in 2004. Um, so it's it's funny, you know. I I have friends that ask me that. They're like. You know, do you spend time in Royal Oak? Do you spend time in Ferndale? And I'd be like, no, you know, <laughs> you know, there's that Detroit loyalty that comes out. But then when I really started like reflecting on my days and my weeks, I'm like up and down 75, you know, yeah. down 94, down, down river area for work. Um, yeah, man, I'm a Oakland County, uh, Wayne County bound. <laughs> so, you know, now that you're, um, you're going to be on your way to fatherhood, mm. do you, do you look at Detroit like as a, a viable place to stay? Like, is that somewhere that are there things that you said like I'm going to be the one to make the impact to see these changes, or do you think it's like good enough now and people are just like making all this stuff up? Because I do hear these these talks a lot. Like, you know, it's interesting, man. It's so interesting. Um, I recently had a conversation uh, with a, a guy I went to school with in Rochester, uh, who's who's a business owner in the city of Detroit. Uh, a year younger than me. So I used to walk him to the bus stop. And so I shared with him that, you know, education is important to me. And I feel like I want to raise my child in Detroit and I want him to go to DPS schools. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I'm going to love on my son to make sure that he has the tools for him to succeed, you know, uh, no matter what environment he's in uh, or no matter what people say about DPS schools okay. or whatever problem they have with DPS schools. But his response to me was school you know, I didn't learn anything from school, right? Mm-hmm. That was his response. Okay. Mind you, this is somebody who went to Rochester Community Schools from K through 12, like right. I did, right? Right, right, right. right. But to dismiss his school or to dismiss, like, the education that I received, you know, at school, I just think, how 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 dare, how, how dare somebody kind of, you know, say, oh, man, school isn't mess. 
yet that's what we hold so much stake in these kids. It's like, oh, the education system in Detroit is poor. Right, right. So which one is it? Is it school doesn't matter or, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't send my kids a, to Detroit schools. So it, to me, I, I just think it's it's very complex, uh, you know. Um, but, I, I yeah, I, I, I had that I had that envy. When I went to school, I'd, I'd, I'd come home and I'd say, Mom, why can't I go to school with my cousins, you know? Mm. Or why can't I go to school in Flint or Detroit? Like, why can't I see the people that I see on the weekends during the weekdays, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how that's how I said as, That's what I said as a kid. And, I, you know, I just think that it's manifested into, you know, I'm going to raise my kid in Detroit. I'm going to raise my kid in Detroit, DPS schools and, and, and be confident in that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, for sure. When we come back, we're going to go into a little bit more about the 15th, what we can look into. We're also going to talk a little bit more about Brent Smith's diet when we return on Refrigerated Diaries. All right, we are back, back in action here on Refrigerated Diaries. Hashtag what's your RD for you those of you just joining us. We are interviewing the good brother Brent Smith. Blacksmith to those you know. You um as I understand it, you still got all of the bars, right? I have some bars. Um there's enough bars to go around. <laughs> um but yeah, man, I'm you wanna you, come and get it? I'm hungry, man. <laughs> right. I'm hungry. And um, you know, I, I see a void, you know, um as far as like content and and I don't want to say lyricism because that's such like a. Um, it's hard, you know. Yeah, it's it, we don't say lyricism anymore. It's kind of like, are you saying something? Or are you not saying something? Are yeah. you, is it mumble rap or is it not mumble rap? Mm-hmm. But um, just to be able to have a conscience, you know, and, and speak truth, um, I think that's important. Right, right. So you know, you're, you're becoming a taste maker, as they call it. You know, the the, the developments of culture, culture creator. You know. Um, Setting up with the Sojourn series. So where did that name come from? Sojourn actually came from, um, I went to a co-worker's um, master's graduation. He got his master's in theology. And one of the uh, speakers said that they, she said that she sojourned through her um, her class. And that word uh, stuck out to me, sojourn, um, as in like sojourner truth or like sojourn to like overcome or mm-hmm. um, persevere, right? right? But then I was just kind of like, when it comes to a showcase or a music series, call it Soul Journ and um, let that that let that soul kind of go on a journey as you listen to this music. Um, and and I think Detroit has enough artists in the city, live performance artists, to um, move people's soul. Definitely, definitely. This is going to be going on at Yum Village here on Saturday. Uh, June fifteenth. Um, who who's on the lineup? Uh, well, myself. Um, uh, I haven't rapped uh, live um, in two years, so my last show uh, was actually in Saint Nazaire, France, mm. uh, with Pasolacqua in two thousand seventeen. And shout uh, out, yeah. And, and returning home, I just wanted to kind of you know get serious <laughs> uh, with my life and and make some some changes. And so I haven't been performing. So I'll be on the lineup. Um, Mike Phelps. Uh, in the plug, his band will be on the lineup. Microphone Shout out to Mike Phelps. Uh, and then uh, Till Infinity Records. Uh, it's a group. It's a four-man group. And I'm partial to, to groups, uh, rap groups in the city. Um, I happen to work with 
uh, one of the uh, artists from that group. His name is Ricardo Benjamin. Shout out to uh, RCRL, uh, a.k.a. Rico. Um, Rico. Man, and, and just to see that, you know, like music and hip hop is the number one genre, right? Right now. Like that's what people consume. And to see someone who's, uh, grew up, you know, in the 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. And, and see how hip hop has affected his life. Uh, it's just, it just keeps me motivated to say like, okay, like I want to be able to bridge the gap and, uh, bringing, you know, myself, Mike Phelps and, uh, Till Infinity Records. To me, that's bridging the gap. And, and those different audience that come out to support at Young Village, um, who knows what kind of connections, uh, will come from that. Oh yeah, no, definitely impactful. Uh, um, and I gotta say too, you check like I, the what I have heard from the young man, it's, it's popping. You know, man, it's, man, it's got me going. I'm looking forward to everybody. I'm looking yeah. forward to you, especially. <laughs> you know, OG in it. So, what um, where do you where do you kind of see this going? You know, like, mm. I, like are they going to be the same? Are you going to be the same artist every time? Like, are you, are you going to switch it up? Are they going to be like? focuses that you guys kind of incorporate in each of these or so one of so one of my one of the main components um i remember being 21 22 in the city of detroit uh trying to you know get my art off right and and trying to hit open mics um and i would spend five dollars at those open mics and this is at a time when in detroit you had an open mic monday through sunday Mm -hmm. so i'm spending about 30 to 35 dollars a week um, like sweet epiphanies, yeah. Like they say uh, Lola's, Lola's. You remember? Live long, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I want to be able to say we're like money is important, right? Mm-hmm. But in order for people to really see this art and to feel this art, there has to be a barrier removed. And I feel like sometimes money is that barrier because I hope I'm not preventing an artist who was like me from eating because they're so busy and so passionate about trying to get to an open mic and spending $10 uh, to get on a, a, a on a stage. Right. I want to be able to say, no, let's remove that barrier. This is a free event. Come out and, and feel and see this great art and be inspired. Um, so that's going to be the, the, the main um, thread in all of this is that, you know, I want to really bring people together. Um, there will be different acts. Um, and, and I hope to, you know, bring some, some, some national headliners, you know, uh, to the city of Detroit. Now those shows might not be free, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, you get the idea. Like I'm, I'm really trying to, um, I'm really trying to improve systems here, um, to figure out what's the best way to, uh, uh, throw a show in Detroit in 2019, 2020. Yeah. You know, it's, it's true. Um, the, the landscape is ever changing. Uh, even in the restaurant industry, like thinking back of it, like Yum Village essentially started off just doing pop-ups. We are a pop-up company, um, no real overhead in, in, in terms of space, and that's what made sense for us at the time. Um, but even now, as we're moving into the, in the world of being a brick and mortar, you know, back then when I was doing pop-ups, brick and mortars didn't have like Grubhubs and like all these other things that take whatever percent you know it's like this is like the age of the middleman you know <laughs> the digital middleman age so it, it's refreshing to have a, a, a honest approach at uh, recognizing tangible things you know can i can i say you uh were the first person to say to me 
this is like 2007, 2008. We were outside of Wayne's Camp, Wayne State's uh, library. Curdy, uh, not Purdy Kresge, uh, the, the UGL. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah. you said, hey, man, you know, Brent, you got to have an EPK. And I was like, Godwin, EPK, what are you talking about? And you're like, an electronic press kit. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> got to using this uh, uh, Jesuit, uh, <laughs> this Jesuit slang on me. What is this? So, yeah, man, uh, thank you for that. Hey, man. Your your branding game has always been on point. <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yes. You know, yours as well, man. We're we're like doing it together. Um, if you haven't had a chance to see it, these posters have been all over the city. Shout out to that canvas game. You know, like I I've seen them everywhere. You know, so uh, June fifteenth, uh, come on through to Young Village, and uh, where else can we uh, we keep updated on this? You can follow me on my Instagram at the blacksmith t h e b l a k s m i t h. Um, I also want to shout out Whitney Syfax, Syfax Walker, who will be hosting, um, and then a special guest DJ. Um, so you got to come out to Young Village to see who this DJ is. Uh, and uh, and yeah, we're gonna be turning heads that night. Popping. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Refrigerated Diaries. <laughs>